0: This is our real world fan cast.
1: Oh, good. I've been waiting for one of these since real world 27. Yeah. Before that, it was crap. Uh, Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome to Time Lapse. Uh, Your future self says you never call anymore uh what's up i'm dan manning i'm misha stanton yeah and
1: today we have a we have a special guest yeah special guest malcolm barrett from tv's hit show timeless yeah yeah, yeah. you're welcome oh you we are we're glad to have you i'm very excited <laughs> super loud how am i sounding misha? you sound you're great sound expert well it doesn't i'm black and from brooklyn and i took theater class yeah so like the projection is through the roof
0: <laughs> yeah lot. how long have you been in la
1: i've been in la what oh three since 03, out had a TV show that was my first one. Luis, with Luis Guzman, who was like an uncle to me. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's, you know, from the Lower East Side. And at the time, I was, like, doing poetry and all this spoken word stuff. And so we were relating and blah, 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 blah. Now I'm a hit. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, how's
0: your... Like, you're doing other stuff. You're not just on TV's Timeless. How's how's
1: being a rapper? Being a rapper is great. It's yeah. uh, it's a real easy way to uh, say things that rhyme. Yeah, no, I'm actually working on what is probably my third album. I've had one solo album, two duet albums, or dual albums, with my man Brandon Scott, who I known from NYU, who Misha knows, um, is in a theater company with me, which is how I know Misha. And so we're working on our second album. We're called Sin City. Tentatively, I think we're going to change our name to Verbal and Icarus. But we have our new album album Funhouse and so a friend of ours, Dina Sullenau. Mm approached us and said, look, there's all these themes um, and stories in your music. What if we turned it into a play, a stage play, a stage performance, something like that? And me and Brennan trust her implicitly, and we said, hell yes. So uh, May 5th and May 6th at High uh, highways Performance Space, you'll be seeing uh funhouse, the Sin City musical.
2: We have you on, on this show. But, like, I like hanging out with you just yeah, whenever, sure. but we're here because it's oh, a yeah. time travel show. You yeah, have an express purpose. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right, sure. Tell,
1: tell us about time. Let's Tell us about Rufus. So the character is Rufus Carla. I'm on a show called Timeless on NBC. Basically, I work for a private company that builds a time machine. I'm one of the engineers and the pilots. It gets stolen by a bad guy, and so the government comes down and brings an unlikely trio of myself. Abigail Spencer plays Lucy Preston, who's our historian, and our soldier played by Matt Lanter, uh, whose character's name is Wyatt Logan. So it's us. Basically, every week we go to a different time period, different historical events, see different major minor players within historical history, many of whom have untold stories. One of the reasons why Why Eric Kripke did it is that the most interesting stories are going to be the ones we haven't heard, so that's why when we go into the past, every episode deals with sort of a main event or a historical event you may have seen, but then we'll uncover all the stories such as like the fact that the uh, plan to kill Lincoln was a bigger conspiracy, the fact that the Lone Ranger was based on a black man, we looked at um, all these sort of things, the fact that Al Capone had a brother who went into law enforcement, all these sort of untold stories and chapters of history that are bigger footnotes than you'd ever expect.
0: You're the scientist in the uh, in the timeless crew. Uh, I mean, Lucy is the the person who who goes around and spouts a bunch of fun facts, and Wyatt has some guns. Uh, but you're the science guy. You're the smartest person in the room. What's yes. it like being the smartest person
1: in the room? Uh, same as every day. You know, <laughs> just taking it. <laughs> so, <laughs> question, so not really like a stretch, though. No, 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 not a stretch at all. You know, it's fun. It's interesting. I think probably more than likely because of my science background, I went to uh, math and science high school, Stuyvesant. I probably relate to a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I think through that and training and all this sort of things, I think I wound up being in that sort of niche.
0: Do you ever feel typecast as as the, the smart guy?
1: I feel like there's, there's two things. You pretty much get typecast when you do a, a role well, and then you do something else, and then your typecast is that if you do well, right? And then the other wor- thing is, if the worst thing I am is the smart black person on <laughs> any given TV show or the smartest person in a room who happens to be black, that's not a bad niche to have.
2: Yeah, that's a good place to be. Yeah. So, so I guess my next question is where exactly is the line between Rufus and Malcolm, right? So it's it's obviously a little further than I guess I knew. I didn't know about your, your background. Itself. Yeah,
1: well, you know what? He's almost a heightened version of me. He's probably all of my best, most virtuous, most intelligent qualities, as well as my most vulnerable ones. You know, I went to math and science high school. I grew up in Bed-Stuy, and then I became an actor, an artist, or whatever the hell it is I'm supposed to be right now. And Rufus, I think, was always on the sort of math and science game and went strictly into that. And then also I wound up finding, as the show went on, this backstory of him being from the west side of Chicago, which I think the writers have family there and and know about, I guess, how dangerous that neighborhood can be. And so that's sort of uh, Rufus's background, which I caught flack. I don't want to say a lot of flack, but I remember somebody saying like, oh, it felt stereotypical to have him come from that sort of background. And for me, what I found interesting, because I could have fought that if I felt like it, but what Mm -hmm. I found interesting was that, yes, you can come from all sorts of backgrounds and still be the most intelligent person in the world. And also... That's kind of me, is that (laughs) I grew up in the hood and then I was a smart person. So I can't like, um, you know, I can't I can only speak to so many stories. And that story was truest to me.
2: So uh, the time travel on the show, very briefly, listeners of Time Lapse will know the difference between fixed time and mutable time. Time Lapse is obviously mutable time where uh, every week you're going back to a historical event and you're changing something. Usually your team is on the side of like preserve most of it. Yes. But little things even end
1: up getting changed. You know, we, for the most part, stay within our own timeline. We don't deal with parallel universes. And we also look at, uh, I was looking at somebody, uh, a Russian theoretical scientist who was talking about time travel in the past being possible if you look at time always trying to correct itself to the the easiest fight. Do you know what I mean? The universe always tries to correct itself towards a certain point. So that's the theory under which I kind of look at our time travel because we are able to change things and we do change things, kill people, get involved in all sorts of events. One person is like unborn. Too, yeah, right? one person's unborn, so there are consequences. Like a are... bunch of people, that that happens a
0: bunch. <laughs> yeah, it ha- it happens
1: a couple times, but at the same time, there's still an idea of with Bonnie and Clyde, they still end up yeah. dying together. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's certain events that still wind up happening no yeah. matter what things we try and make change. Charles Lindbergh still gets racist and angry. Yeah, he still yeah. turns into an asshole. You know what I mean? Which I think also deals with from a fun artistic mm-hmm. theoreticals perspective of like fate versus free will. Do you know what I mean? Which I think is what the writers are always interested in. How we change and, and what, what is actually meant for our future and how far can we divert from that path. Uh,
0: this is a bit of an aside but uh, I remember the first time I saw it in Glorious Bastards. I saw it in theaters and I mean, their climactic scene of that film is uh, murdering Adolf Hitler Kill in a way Hitler. that was not D- historically accurate. It and, was very inaccurate. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that just opened my eyes in fiction to like really just diverging from uh, the the
1: way things go for drama's sake. Like, yeah, I mean, look, that's a that's artistic license, right? And you try and do it within a way that feels responsible mm-hmm. and interesting. I think you guys are doing a really good
2: job of of being responsible with what's going on. I mean, Misha has to say that because
0: I don't have to say that. <laughs> I don't have to say anything. That's this is my show. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Okay, yeah! you Austin, not yeah! saying anything. I I when I when I saw the the posters for the show, I said, oh, I'm glad I'm glad Malcolm Barrett's getting work because I hadn't seen you since Better Off Ted. Uh, but then after that, I said, really guys, really seriously, it's like the same thing as our show except hokier. And then I watched it and I was legitimately impressed. I went out of my way and I said, oh my god, this is actually kind of good. I don't hate good. this as good. much as I was expecting good to. On. You know, this yeah. is the, this
2: is the show we founded because like we're time travel fiction snobs and we were like, oh yeah, okay. Oh
1: good. You know. You can't win everybody over, but you want people to respect where you're going with stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I
0: love the small historical figures that you all pull out.
1: Uh, Josephine Baker, I Josephine believe. Baker.
0: Yeah, Josephine Baker Very is minor. awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, you're 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 always pulling out these I don't know history stories that aren't told that often. And this I think is that's that's important about going back in time because our conception of let's say. Uh, 1963, the JFK assassination. It is Dealey Plaza. There's there's all of these scenes that we have set up on our head, but like people still had to go to the store. Like people went to work. They like had to make some donuts. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, you know, th- there's a fireman who had has his own stories. Yeah. Like I don't know. There's a
1: million different stories. Yes. Yeah.
2: One I really liked was the Abraham Lincoln episode. I just really loved that there was a moment where Rufus gets accosted by a bunch of black soldiers and is like, hey, write this letter for me. Like, hey, you you know how to write, right? Write this letter. Because all of that was happening all the time. And you just, you never hear that story. Yeah,
1: you don't hear that story. I mean, in, within the letter, you know, the soldier actually says to me, they were caught with a human traitor or or something to that extent, which was a way of calling out these slave owners, which was like just sort of a crazy thing of like, it's these people who suddenly have an opportunity to find their family and get them back, which is a harrowing tale that is, you know, I, I love telling this because, look, I, I, I'm tired of seeing slave stories. <laughs> like, yeah. you, get, you get kind of over it and, you know, you get inundated by, you know, material. And, you know, people tell it because it... it, it does continue to be relevant, but it's great to be able to tell certain stories in a new way. So to be able to tell about these Union soldiers and to be able to tell about all of these people who had to reconcile their lives after being slaves and all these people who are more than that and, and trying to continue to be family men and fight in a country that still won't even allow them in the same rooms as these other men who didn't fight for the country yeah. is just an amazing thing to do and to be able to do it without hitting people in the head.
2: I mean, that that's, yeah, I mean we're, we're still fledgling creators, so sometimes we hit things a little on the nose, but like... <laughs> <laughs> We're still, it's cool you, you guys are doing A really good job um, yeah. However mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. one point I do want to talk about go, On the show go, go, is, go.
0: It, is it the journal? It's the journal Oh my Let's god go. The journal Let's go Okay Let's go. So
2: Lucy's journal. Keep in mind, I don't know everything. By That's the way. fine. You are not the the writer of the show, the showrunner of the no. show. I, you know,
1: you know what? They actually keep secrets between us. When we first started the job, they would tell. Oh, yeah. They would tell backstories to just like there was a backstory they just told me about myself that they didn't. They waited till the other oh. actors left out of the room. So I don't know everything. So okay. Go. Okay.
2: Episode one, we learn that Garcia Flynn, the bad villain, guy. the bad guy of the yes. show, um, ostensibly. Uh-huh. But, He has a journal written by Lucy, Uh right? Like from the end of your adventure, from the end of your time, jumping through time, that is guiding all of his actions and tells him where to go. Uh But we've established that this isn't a fixed time universe, right? Things change. Even if it's small things, every time you jump back in time, something's going to change. Showing Lucy that journal changes how she approaches the journal to the point where how can you possibly imagine that it's going to be the same thing?
1: Well, here's what I believe. Okay. You don't know Lucy's plan when she writes the journal. That's true. And then also, if you actually look at the journal, it's not written in a linear fashion. So it's not like her going, here's A, B, C, D, and what should happen. A lot of it is loose clues to things. So there's a possibility that she's mimicking what she saw. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that she's adding to what she saw and changing things. Okay. And there's also the idea of... Major events, for the most part, always happen.
2: Right, so it's this—it's this elastic history where generally yes. you can push at the bounds. So that fits in with the with the other theory of time travel. So she gives herself enough wiggle room in the journal. Yeah. I think
1: so. And if you ever look at pages from the journal, it's never like here's what happened, this and that. It's it's pieces of things.
2: Is that a thing that's available? Is that like on a timeless website? Um,
1: or? I've seen it. Where have I seen it? I think we auctioned off the journal to a charity for William Shatner. Oh, cool. Um, but I think if you go... Was the charity
0: supporting William Shatner?
1: It was supporting him directly yeah. because okay. he's completely broke after the failure of Star Trek. Um, <laughs> so I know, and I've also just seen artwork of it, and I've seen the actual journal. Right, <laughs> of course yeah. you <laughs> I, f- I forgot that I've actually... Yeah, it's Ha ha hypothetical <laughs> I totally forgot. (laughs) Like, So you have to look at it at this. You're only around scenes where you're really in it, right? So I'm rarely around the journal. Garcia Flint, like Gorin's going to know the most about the journal, right? right, Because he has it. He's always holding it. And then Abigail has probably seen it on occasion. Like he's ripped out a page or something like that. Oh, but that's
2: one of those things that if I was the showrunner, I would keep that from her, you know? I would definitely not not let Abigail see
1: the journal. Yeah, but she sees a she's little not bit of the journal. Yeah, I mean, it, look, she sees enough to make everything make sense. Right, of, course. <laughs> yeah, of, <laughs> course, of course. But yeah, I actually, he's he's seen the journal the most. I think I've probably been in a scene where he's held the journal, but he only gave her a page. Mm. And I think I barely looked at it.
0: To be honest, it, it's a prop on a TV show. It's entirely likely
1: that that's just a, that has like lorem ipsum text on it. N- they're very purposeful they on the are show. okay yeah actually if you look at the journal entry if you ever see a page of anything on this show there is a reality to it oh, like I, I've taken I've taken a picture of um, notes. That were written if, as long as it's not by the actors. Yeah. Right. Um, if it's written by like the art department and all of them, because they'll talk about it. There's boards up within the rooms of the creators and they'll go in deep in a way that sometimes the writers have probably discussed but didn't in- yeah. expect that much detail. Like I've seen it where I've literally there's been references to like going eighty eight miles per hour and how we need to yeah. perfect that and like thing like just little notes and things. And then we've also had when we went to NASA and went with Katherine Johnson, we had a computer specialist who specialized in computers in that time period. And when I had had to write the theory on a board, we had a mathematician who was there on a stage who gave me this, and I just filled in, you know, because mm-hmm. clearly I don't know yeah. NASA. I mean, uh, I, I, don't ex-
0: <laughs> uh, I don't expect you to know everything
1: the writers are thinking, but mm-hmm. like, how much do you know that they have like planned? I know they had this year planned out, right? and I know they're pitching the second season, if they haven't already, to the network. Mm-hmm. So I know they've got at least an arc for a certain amount of episodes for this. Writers will do what they call beating out episodes, where they'll finish an episode then they'll finish another yeah and they'll get an arc of a story and then they'll assign writers and they usually alternate writers on our show usually everyone gets at least two episodes so they have an idea and so like i said they've told different things to us and so it's an incomplete picture and then they'll figure stuff out they'll figure out what works what doesn't work and 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 perfect things and make things better
0: i'll be honest i would really like to see that because the first season of timeless really ends on a nice cliffhanger just a really juicy big cliffhanger uh that uh
1: sure would like to know what's yeah. what's, uh, going, what's on going on next? with that so <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this i'll, I'll help clarify because some people were, were unsure i'll tell you a little tidbit so for those if you're not ready to hear the the season finale oh yeah of uh timeless this is spoiler alert this is a real spoiler alert and letting you know now we'll play the Ready? spoiler Ready? horn okay here it is so in the season finale after gia gets sick we're in the hospital and she comes to and then she suddenly has sort of a seizure her eyes roll mm-hmm. back and she looks into the window and some people were confused at what she was looking at and it was actually the golden gate bridge being made
0: Oh, okay. All right. Oh. Some people weren't
1: sure if it was destroyed, yeah, if it was post-apocalyptic. That's... Now, let me tell you the story behind that. What it was supposed to be was she was actually supposed to go back in time like you'd see her in a hospital from the 40s. Exact same place, just in the 40s. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't tell if she was really there, if she was just seeing it, if it was just a vision. We ran out of time. So we couldn't shoot that scene. So oh, wow. what we did was we had that nice open window, put a blue screen, and made it the Golden Gate Bridge. Gotcha. And then try to make it look like it's being built. So if you slow it down, we don't show it for too long. We could. Probably yeah, it's like a to, flicker. Yeah. yeah. It's a very quick. If you slow it down, you'll see it's actually the Golden Gate Bridge being rebuilt, and Gia's is having a vision mm-hmm. of the bridge. Okay. Being
2: built. See, I also thought it was destroyed. So that's good. That's good info. Yeah.
1: yeah that, that does see? clarify a lot. See. See. see? Where
0: would you like to? Let's say, uh, 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 where where would you go out to? You have a you have a Lifeboat, and you and no one's paying attention.
1: I always say I wanted to go to the Harlem Renaissance and just see like anytime, Mm -hmm. or see like Wattstack or like Hendrix play, or like I always want to go to like cool parties. Yeah, (laughs) I want to go to parties from like the 30s and the 40s. I want to go where like people were talking new ideas. Or just having fun and seeing somebody do something for the very first time? Uh,
0: like, I've also thought about going and seeing cool parties. And here's the question I have. Do they go harder than us or less hard than us? Because I feel like it's got to be one or
1: the other. I think it depends on who's at the party. Who's running the party? <laughs> like, I mean, if it's between Liberace, Prince, and like... Oh, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> it'd die. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, fucking Caligula. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like, so, it. it's, a, it's a hard range of parties to go to, you know. Where else do you want to go on the show? I, I actually think they're much better at this than I am. Yeah, I'm okay. like I'm really good at dialogue, but I I want to see like the Dumas family. Like mm-hmm. Alexander Dumas and them, because they were all like Was his father
0: like the highest ranking?
1: They were there were French black men who mm-hmm. wrote novels and like invented the three musketeers and like fought in wars and just like we're soldiers and more. War- and I'm just like, what the fuck is that story? Yeah. Like <laughs> that is nuts. I like soups want to go there. Okay. That's where I super want to go right now, but they've taken me to places. I never, I never thought I'd ride a horse. <laughs> And I was nice on a horse. Yeah. Yeah. I was nice on a horse. They were like, "You ever rode a horse?" For I was like, "No, I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> I ride anything." I was ready.
0: Watch Timeless, everybody.
1: It's like yeah, Quantum Leap with it guns. Comes back. We're between season. Who knows what's gonna happen?
2: Yeah. I mean, this isn't coming out for a couple months after we record it, uh, but we'll um, see what happens. But hopefully, we'll get. i on, for on Preacher
1: t- at the time. AMC. I'm on Ooh. Preacher now. Oh yeah. 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 I'm a recurring on uh, Preacher. I can't. T- I'll tell you later who I play. All right. All right. Uh, is there anything else coming? Are, uh, anything else you want to pitch? There's Preacher. There's uh, my show when when does this podcast come out what's the date preacher will have happened okay okay and then timeless <laughs> i i will or will not know so this will be so relevant yeah not. this is a
0: quantum television well, program we'll talk about it when, but either when way, we record you'll just
1: pretend that yeah. you're in an alternate timeline where it existed yeah no matter I, what i'm i'm personally gunning for that yeah me too yeah who knows know,
0: what the what the fuck else does nbc have going on i don't know uh, gotta fill up the Shades is of Black, blue. black I got is Jennifer
1: Lovell. This is us. This is us. is huge. Oh, that's oh yeah. True. This is us. If timeless doesn't work out, I'm joining. This As us. <laughs>
2: Quick reminder that we're doing a mailbag episode, so please keep sending in your questions. Yeah, or, or, or else, seriously, Dan will do Homestuck.
0: Yeah, don't I don't think him do that. It, it, please, it, it, you'll all hate it.
2: um Hit us up on email, timelapsepod at gmail.com. Uh, you can get Daniel pretty much anywhere on the internet at Manuel danning. Uh, you can Daniel
1: reach... Danning, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> you
2: good. can reach me on Twitter at Misha etc. Malcolm, where can they find you?
1: At Malcolm Barrett, and then at Verbal Be Rappin', and then the sincitylp.com.
2: And until next episode, uh, have a nice time. Laps. Uh,
1: yeah. I don't have a joke there. You
2: thought I was gonna have a
0: joke? <laughs> no, I, I it was just got, I just had to sneak it in there. That was the.
1: I That was the it. thing. I, yeah, I liked it. It was timeless. Ah, hey. Hey. Hey.